There we go. Everything is working, and I could not be happier. Welcome to Two Nerds, One Quest, everybody. Uh, this is our Dungeons & Dragons weekly session that we're doing uh, every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Um, Two Nerds, One Quest on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can, if I remember, that's where I will be putting the reminder about the show and about uh, when the shows go up. And we are within yeah, that was bad. the podcast, well, probably within two days of the podcast going live because... I have not recorded yeah. an intro to say that we skipped over episode one because session two is going to be the first session that they see because session one was unlistenable. Well, it would have been fine if the audio wouldn't have been out of sync. So it even recorded, like Genius was saying, how the uh, video and the audio didn't line up. It's like a bad kung fu movie. But for us, it was fine. In the worst possible um, way. The audio, it translated that way on the yeah. Audio file. So. so everything was just all like you would talk, and then like 30 seconds later, I would talk, and then you would already be talking about something else. It was just a mess. There's a lot of innuendo when me and Norm it get together. It was worse than a bad kung fu movie. Um, it, yeah. it, uh, fair note to anybody watching for the first time. Hide your kids, hide your wife. We're going to be swearing up in this joint. Totally sweary. <laughs> wife but, friendly? Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's wife friendly. Yeah. A lot of innuendo, and they're well, and we do swear. So, <laughs> hide your hide your kids, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Nah, this is white friendly. Yes, 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 yes. Eh, I mean, my wife doesn't have any interest in it, but for all wives that are interested and in husbands. It's so crazy to think we've done so, yeah, five of these already. You'll notice that with this stream, we do a lot of explaining and yeah, ask a lot of questions because I've never done this before. It, this is our sixth session, and this is my sixth. sixth well, yeah, well, that's what I felt when we life. did the podcast too. It's, it's just. Wait. I'm used to. Uh, uh -huh. I had two campaigns running where it's been about last week. every three weeks that we've been playing. So once to be in session right now, I mean, yeah, was, this would have been session two in that campaign. So just rolling through this, like steamrolling, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think that's most guys. Um, mm -hmm. So <laughs> do you want to set up where... Yeah, I, I like doing it weekly better. Aaron on and Ellie <laughs> ended up just me. last week. I... <laughs> yeah. All right. So the beginning of last week... Uh, Aaron and Ellie were in Nomagard and they had just almost gotten skewered by a giant crossbow bolt. Um, so throughout last week's session, yeah. uh, they met with the sure. gentleman, <laughs> I guess you could say, who was... I, I imagine uh, he would have called it a multi-directional crossbow. crossbow. It was like a 12-pointed... Tower? Maybe? I don't even know what you call it. Cross. 
chunk machine. No, no. <laughs> uh, talked to him for a couple minutes, went past. Uh, but oh, you went really high went up because it's the high level. Cask of. Um, uh, went through the and then. Yeah, the cast the room for like cast. Yes, it was. We so we went through there. The... Oh, we went into a room and talked to a couple yeah, of other gnomes. Yeah, the evil whiskey fight. And then uh, Ellie turned blue. <laughs> oh, was that last yeah, week? Yeah, that was I'm last Filling week. in gaps here. Oh, yeah. That's because we had the fight against the evil whiskey. I just want to know what you remember so I can remind you oh, of things right. that you may have forgotten, such as Holy Ellie crap. being blue. It's amazing how much you forget in a week. Yeah. Ellie. Ellie, yeah, that's... You yeah. really died again. I'm giving you the uh, Reader's Digest version. That's right. Ellie is blue. And uh, fought that mm -hmm. one. Um, went and talked... Oh, yes. Every week, man. I'm scared for this week. Yep. At some point, Get I got to be at the level three so I have a little bit more life. Talk to um, um, Fiddlestib. Talk to two gnomes who um, then brought us to. No, I have it in the notes here for the thing. I just... The workshop. Yeah, it's no, actual. Went to the workshop um, first. Yep. Yep. I just have to pull it up because I was on the um, I was on where we were going today, and not where we've been. Um, Did you write it down? <laughs> grab a notebook and uh, oh, that's take good notes. Taking good notes is amazing, even when you're playing with that's a group funny. of people. I know we're doing a one-on-one, -on -one, so me and Norm are piecing together, and we should probably take better notes to handle this. But if I you can really find, find someone, hold on a right. second. If you can find someone within your group that's a good note taker and will take notes. I have an amazing note taker in both the campaign I run and um, the campaign I play. And actually, also the dog right she back. does phenomenal job taking notes. Uh, actually, I have two note takers in the campaign I run. Uh, the two ladies in that group are both notebooks full of notes, and frequently are going back to them and correcting me on <laughs> stuff. Um, but also, yeah, just. Even if you're taking notes, just hit the high points, grab names, um, names, titles, um, what you're trying to do, um, and just stuff that will spark your memory for going forward, what you want to be, um, what you want to do as a party. I mean, sometimes you go back and you find a note and you can pull a name out of thin air. And if you do that a lot of times, me as a DM, if my players pull some random name out of thin air that would have a correlation to someone they're interacting with, very, very cool to do and see them. I mean, like, that makes me feel good. It's like, okay, cool. Well, I've been talking to people while you've been gone. I don't sit in silence. I mean, it's a stream. I don't want anyone to be bored. So I was just talking about the note takers I have in my groups and how the ability to pull a name out of supposed thin air that would have a correlation to this other person. All right. It's actually no, a very cool thing as a DM to hear you, as a Go player, ahead. get involved in the world and understand, remember a name here or there. And not everyone's a note taker. I mean, <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. When you're taking notes, the the big things to figure out is 
Okay, so like anytime I would enter a new city, write the city name. Then if you meet the mayor, write mayor in his name, write shopkeeper, shop's name, I don't shopkeeper's name, type things. And you just start building this database, basically, of where, what your character knows, where your character has been. So, I mean, it's, it's like going to Chicago for the first time. You don't know where Grant Park is or anything, so you just, how do I get there? I don't know. Are you meeting the mayor when you go to Chicago? The, the also glorious thing we have in this day and age is the internet. So is that what Where I'm doing when I go to Chicago? All that stuff down down the name? You can just go look it up. Aaron does not have the internet. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you ended up talking with... Um, Fiddlestib and Dabblebob. And uh, they Truth both seem to be trying to work right. on some way to right, let's get the shit show on the road. handle someone who has lost their mind. Yep. Which, if anyone out there is following along with the adventure, I did play this yeah, slightly so differently. Yeah, so we just ended up back in that room. You just gotta go with it. Back in the secret and room. And sometimes, sometimes you read something and you forget it, and then you go and okay. then uh, you go back and look at it later when you're prepping for the next session. You go, oh, I did that wrong. Norm has no clue what I did wrong. It isn't gonna matter to him. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people <laughs> fearful of DMing it. What if I make a mistake? No one's going to know unless you tell them or they go and look in the adventure themselves. And even if they go look in the adventure themselves, you can always say, hey, I wanted to, it felt better doing it this way. And I mean, there are times I put puzzles in front of players where players sat there for 15 minutes trying to figure out a puzzle. Yeah, unless you tell That's them. boring. <laughs> Sometimes boring and frustrating when they can't figure it out. And it's like, okay, so yeah, pro tip as a DM, if you're ever going to do a puzzle, Go to your brother, sister, mother, father, sibling. That'd be a brother or sister. Um, child, <laughs> find someone that, and present the puzzle to them and have them try and figure it out. Figure out how long it would take for someone to figure through it. And then count that you'd have five people working on it, or seven, depending on how many you have in your party. Anyways. You guys enter the room. There is a gnome sitting glued and tied to a chair and there is a right. another gnome so sitting on we see this guy the bed kind of rocking yeah. back and forth face and hands the the gnome tied to the chair looks up at you pleadingly has a gag in his mouth like a like a just a rope or cloth tied around his mouth tied around his head and looks up at you with pleading eyes and starts it doesn't vocalize right away and just kind of looks over at the other gnome sitting on the bed rocking back and forth who doesn't seem to notice you mm -hmm. 
I'm going to take a quick look around the room mm-hmm. for anything. Um, um, how do I put this? Okay, yeah, make a perception check. For anything that could be a danger to us. Like, I'm going to kind of take a look to see if anybody is, like, hiding anywhere, if there's any place for somebody to hide or, like... A, you aren't walking you around the room, correct? Maybe you aren't walking or... around the room, you're just looking around the room from your position? Okay, and, and I'm saying perception check because you're stopping and you're just looking. If you were actively walking around the room and lifting stuff up and looking under things, I'd be investigating. What's that? 13. Um, you don't no, notice we anything went we around the room. We the looking. bed is a mess. Um, and the gnome sitting on the bed seems mm-hmm. to kind of be just like gibbering okay. to himself. Uh, 13. Consistently. Uh, you you think you hear? Um, um, I I need to protect people. I need to, or no, no, he's not saying he needs to protect people. He says I need to protect him. I need to keep the gnomes rocking on the bed. He said, I just need to protect him. I need to keep him safe. Maybe if he eats enough, he'll go away. Um, but how many more is enough? And it's just kind of talking, yeah, talking to himself. Like someone who might be a who little off their noodle. Okay. What, what they they didn't do anything. Why is why is why is the king Irish. in the chair tied up like that? I mean, Finish well, that's what these do. are the kings. But why why does he have him tied up? And, and at this point, the um. The one king sitting on the bed kind of looks up at you and says, "No, no, you must get out! You close the doors! Close the doors! Close the doors! Close the doors!" <laughs> it's not. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um. No. Okay. You're in here. You're. <sighs> you don't change shape, do you? And he draws this little dagger out of his side. Uh, Fiddlestib looks at the king and um, Fiddlestib, says, can you can you, you tell um, we did, they, they, how we, they came here. How we saved they, well, no why did you come we, here? You know, killed the changeling? You didn't know about them. Or whatever it was. Make a persuasion check. Fifteen. We can talk about that after this. Okay. We, we, need to, we need to fix this situation first. Um, yeah. Um, we we do need to talk about that because you didn't know about this. So why would you be here 15. otherwise? He kind of he's kind of he's kind of or she has put herself in between. Oh no, fiddle! No, it was Dabble Bob that took you, right? Or Fiddlestib? I thought it was Dabble Bob that took you up there. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about yeah. that after this. Because she was the one doing the straitjacket, <laughs> giving me this side eye. So she kind of puts herself between the kings and you, like social distancing between both of you. <laughs> thought... Um, that's oh. gonna timestamp right, this we'll go with that. podcast for people years mm-hmm. down the line if anyone finds it. Um, um, 
um, your majesty, your, um, they killed the, um, shape changer yeah, right. thing. They, they have, do you still have the proof? The piece? It's gross. <laughs> Can't take this lump of, like a foot thing out and set it. And he kind of looks at it and is, what is? Yeah, I'm going to show him. Is that it? That, that must be it. That is, uh, I don't know. Where's the dead thing? see it I was trying to I was trying to fill that <laughs> well they have this hold that thought I'm looking at something in my audio they have Genius the body it's back down behind. on the other side of the city in one of the tunnels it's still there the guards were taking care of it so they have it we could show it to you your majesty I, um, I need to see it. Will you go have them bring it in? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, your majesty. And uh, Devil Bob kind of bows and bows, backing out of the room slowly, leaving the two of you with the, with the kings. Um. All right. Well, we're maybe just it's that gonna have to filter thing you put on. Do with it. It looks like I'm not really. To block out your fan. I don't know. Dropping any oh, you didn't? or anything oh, okay. or on my side. So I thought you had that I'm on. Not sure what the deal is. So <clears throat> you are left in the room for a scant no, even few seconds. No, that's still. Um. When no. through another door comes like four gnomes with pikes dressed in armor like guards and they just come in and they stand along the room almost like they were sent back in because you weren't trusted to be left alone with the kings which when you think about it honestly makes some sense um based on the questioning that you got about why you were actually here They have moved up and they have put themselves in a position between you and the two kings. Both of you and Ellie and the two kings. Yeah. I'm just going to kind of um, they're behind me. There is a there's a dresser and um a like place to wash up, like a wash basin slash vanity type. Is there thing. anything else in the room? Like, um, other than just like the you don't notice anything. 
like as out in the open or anything any that would be shiny objects. I mean, there's some cups there and stuff, but they're everything is very um, earthy and kind of mundane. It's not very decorative. It's nicer than the other stuff you've seen in this area, but these gnomes are very uh, earth based, earth dwell. They aren't. They aren't dwarves who are making grand constructs of, um, like finely carved stone or gems or anything like that. The gnomes are more interested in making, um, contraptions and uh, different, like items, magical items and whatnot. But nothing sits out in the open. Okay. You do that. Delay. I should look that up and see if there's an easy way to fix And it. we're and back. Stream elements. Because I'm plugged in. I shouldn't. So Aaron, I'm looking around the room, does not find anything that looks overtly valuable. We're back. All right. He he wants he wants more proof than the body part. He sent Dabble. Okay, he so sent Dabble Bob to go get I'm the body. To so ask again what how no. So the king believes that we got rid of the changeling, or that we got rid of. Well, you clearly have a piece of something. So he went sent it back. If you can to produce more of it, okay. if more of it can be brought okay. here and laid on the floor, uh, your highness, can I have no reason to doubt it. Anything else? Because this do definitely does not look gnomish. Um, as he kind of prods at the thing with the dagger he's got. Convince you that we took care of the issue. I needed to keep him from going out. He wanted to still go out, and I'm concerned about his so, safety. So I glued him to the chair so he couldn't move. So why is knew. why is the other? I was the only one that knew. Up. Only if I'm sure it's gone. It ate two of us. I am. Well. Isn't that what your guard is for to keep him safe? I need to keep I need to keep him safe. I need to keep Well now that everybody knows if he ever got eaten, I would just, unglue him. I would, I would be broken but, and lonely. I can't have but him. But the king gone. the other king shouldn't be tied up. How is that can't be safe for him? This was, he wanted to get out. That's why he's glued to the chair. It has nothing to do with the guards. The guards didn't know what was going on. None. <laughs> he suddenly gets very quiet. I think that in my experience, having four guards around him like this is safer do than you being guards. Glued to a know chair. what's going on. <laughs> One kind of looks back over. No, sir. No idea. I know, but now they do, so now they know what, how to keep them safe. And they kind of turn and look back at you, like, and shrug. 
<laughs> as you're going through the story and detailing this, and then hearing that the king said that it had eaten two of them already, their eyes just keep getting bigger and bigger as you explain this, and that it was a barrel a cask and right. so I'm going to explain room. to them the whole changeling and then hearing the king say shape changer they're quite alarmed at this point you don't even need to insight check to know that these these guards had no idea what was going on and are kind of upset About about that time after you go through that story, the, the this other door opens, not the secret door that you came through, but the other door the guards came through, opens up, and this these two gnomes with this wheelbarrow contraption come rolling in with this big slod, sloshy gelatin style body, and just kind of body. lift up the wheelbarrow contraption, and it just kind of slides off onto the floor. <laughs> And at the king's feet, and the king looks at it and goes, "Oh!" <laughs> he takes his dagger, <laughs> and he goes up to it, and he and he pokes it just a little bit and prods it, and just walks around it. He's looking, at it. and this is where you cut the piece off. Okay. 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 Nomengard. Nomengard is safe. Okay. Okay, okay. And he goes over to the chair and he undie, unties the gag and the, the, other, the other gnome king looks at him and says, You stupid! What are you doing? Tying me up? You know, All you had to do is say you were concerned I wouldn't have gone anywhere. That's all you had to tell me. Just tell me to stay here. Stay. You can share your problems with me. I had no idea this was going on either. And he, the one king that was crying, which is kind of off his rocker, takes a solvent out and just starts dumping it on the glue on the chair and untying the ropes. And um, the the king gets up, is eventually able to get up from the chair, and say, "I am, I am King Nerkley. Ah, this is my husband, King Corbos." Um, we apparently had a shape changer in our mists, and he saw fit as she, as he kind of slugs him on the shoulder to tie me up to keep me safe. He kept muttering about how it was to keep me safe. And he turns and looks at him. Are, are you okay now? Nerkley looks at Corbos. Corbos says, I, I I don't know. I was just so scared. I I I knew it had eaten two of us. I didn't want to eat anyone. I just thought it would hopefully go away. I'm just that's it was wrong to um wrong to lock them up. Or lock you up, I know. So I am truly, truly I am sorry. I I panicked. I'm not. I'm not a very good king. I'm sorry. I'm not the king you are. And Nerkley kind of looks at him and says, "No, it's okay. You let's talk to our friends here and 
turns and looks at you and says, thank you. Um, you have a name? Ellie, when you say this is Ellie, Ellie kind of bows deeply, and she puts her hand up as she bows and kind of smacks you in the gut to try and make you bow as well. <laughs> and um, you do yes, flinch uh, from her going this to, is, like, this is flinch Ellie, to cover uh, your gut. We kind of... What do you do? <laughs> Did you okay? <laughs> Uh, you both bow. <laughs> I, I'm going to continue the bow and uh, <laughs> realize realize what was going on. Um, um, that's. <laughs> It's I'm gonna, customary uh, to bow before yeah, a king. So here. And he stands up as straight as he possibly say, can, even though uh, when you bow, your head didn't even come anywhere near his level. Uh, um, <laughs> quite one for the dramatics with the with the deep bow, but we are pleased to meet your acquaintance and honored to be in your presence. I appreciate that. Is there anything we can do for you for what you have done for us, ridding us of this awful, awful creature? Yes, Your Highness, I'll keep that in mind for the future. Um, it was to get, as you look at the paper, you're trying to recover a magical um, item. A magical item for... Well, there is one um, thing. I forget his name. Uh, side note, what was, was the... Quest that we're on for a specific person for the, or for just the... for the town. Oh boy, let me get up here chapter wise. Um if I can find his name. Again, names are important. Mm -mm 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 -mm. The town mess. <laughs> Is it the town master? Harbin Wester. Uh, yep. It's Fandolin's town master. Harbin Wester. W-E-S-T-E-R. Um, the quest you had taken up was... Um... You're, you're seeking something to... You're seeking a magical item to help defeat the dragon. That was what the specific undertaking was. So I'm gonna show him. Uh, I'm gonna show the kings the dragon. note. There's a dragon. Um, 
<laughs> he's still a little spooked. He's, and I'm going to ask him news if to me. he is familiar um, with Harbin, Harbin Wester, Harbin Wester. And the dragon that is um, outside. Um, Thandalin? Not near Nomagard. So I don't want, because I don't okay. want to spook him again. So he needs something to help kill a dragon. Um, hmm. I, ooh, I don't know if, um, well, wait. Uh, yep, that is correct, sir. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yes, one of the, one of these. One of these. And he goes running over and he runs over to the bed and kind of flips up the, um, the skirt on the bed and flips it up to the top and drags this thin layered chest from below it. And he waves his hand in front of these two latches and then touches a what is an area on it you don't know you don't see clearly in the middle of it and you hear two clicks and then he lifts the cover on this and he goes these these may work well for fighting well maybe not i don't know this is the best i can do though and he comes running over and he says here is this is this hat will help well maybe not you might maybe help her um maybe she's she looks like a holy lady so maybe not her but take it maybe you can sell it um and then this and he hands you this like folded up piece of cloth basically and you can tell it's actually something is folded within this and then he hands you this bundle of cloth that's kind of wrapped it feels like it's wrapped around something like there's a stiff cord in the middle of it and this will definitely help against a dragon unless it's immune to fire in which case then this will not help with a dragon but you can have it <laughs> for saving our city and getting my beloved's mind back. And he kind of walks over and grabs the hand of the other king and squeezes it. <laughs> uh, no, he only handed you two items. That the, the first, the, he said hat, but he handed you a bundle of cloth, basically, that uh, you you look at it and you realize the hat's probably inside the cloth. And, like, both of these things were stored. So, what's, so it's two what items. What was that third item? Is it covered up as well? So, no. He was describing the second item. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the fire threw me off. I thought that was a third item. No, just right. keep the Thank dragon you. away from us, please. We've had uh, enough monsters you, for your, your majesties this year. Uh, <laughs> King, King Corbos is behind him, just nodding his head. <laughs> yes. Is there anything else that you would need of us before we go back to help Fandolin? Um, can you do anything about this? And she kind of points to her face and her hands. 
And the king looks at her and says, Oh, that, that'll go away, dear. Just don't cast any more magic while you're in here. It's very weird unless you know how to harness it. It will do stuff like that. Right. But it's so only temporary. Say, it should Kelly, go away. Was there anything else I don't know how long has it been that way. Uh, I don't know. Quite quite a bit already. He goes, well, it should be going away soon. And as you notice, um, as you're looking at her and having this conversation, Aaron, and you actually notice that it is lighter than it was before. Like it's already going. Yeah, she's starting. It's starting to fade already. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, she she says, "Okay, thank you." Um. She's a lighter skin. Can we smurf. rest here for the evening? She says. I'm not going to tell her. Before heading back to Phandalin. And she kind of looks at you like she's asking, but also looking at you like this would be a good idea, but if you want to go, we can go type thing. Like she's uncertain about it. Looking to just see if you agree with her about resting. Absolutely, absolutely. You can, you can yeah. definitely rest here. Now that it is safe, we do not mind having. Yeah, it's probably a good a idea. We've we've been traveling. Um, uh, we travel a long distance, and you know. The king talks to the guards, and the guards actually will escort you to, to the, uh, the quarters, basically. Take a rest which, if you go back to the room, and so we, if you go back through the throne room and down the hall through those double doors and down the hall to the right um, all the way to where that cliff is and then there's that circular or not circular but like 90 degree bend upward into the room with all the little alcoves that's where they're taking you up there and in each one of those little alcoves is just a pile of blankets um, and mm -hmm. the guards actually go into one of the alcoves and yank all the blankets out of it and throw them in one of the other little alcoves, and two guards come walking in with like fresh blankets. Yep. <laughs> throw them in there for you. And uh, the one guard is kind of left behind the one in charge and kind of looks at you and says, if there is anything else you need, you, you call for me. Okay? Bindle Snow. <clears throat> Nice. Uh, food, yes. We can get you food, yes. Uh, drink? Okay. Um, and he goes away What's and leaves the two of you sitting in this little alcove by yourselves. Can we get some food? Oh. She's looking at her hands, and she's like, I think it's getting better. I'm, I'm sorry, what were you saying? The, the items, though, yeah. Uh, I'm going right? to okay. uh, say it was a good um, idea, Ellie. We definitely needed to rest. Uh, we also need kay. to look over these and items if you to figure out what they are. And spend what they are. an hour attuning to the item, you can Ellie. figure out what it is. Is you still look blue. Don't worry about it. But you Google can actually take the time to look at it and I said 
poking prod at Ellie's gonna have yes, better we success. Yes, need to look at the items with this stuff. So I'm gonna unwrap the first yes, one. Yes, she has. She has knowledge of magic. Granted, it's divine magic and not arcane magic, but you have no magic. So, <laughs> um, Ellie will actually, if I can get this open, figure out where her here she is. Again, because of what she is. Look for her stats. Um, which one do you want her to look at first? First item. She starts on. She starts unfolding this. It's kind of a square package of cloth. She takes it and she starts unfolding the corners of it, and pulls out this. Um. It's it's a hat. It's kind of yeah. Whatever that first item. It's was. really weird because she unfolds it and it looks like it's like just like a circle, but then she grabs the middle of it and pulls it up and it it is literally a cone shaped navy blue hat with gold crescent moons and stars on it and a wider brim on it and she starts she's looking at it and she says well it's a bit eccentric but it looks like a wizard's hat maybe she puts it on and yeah no this is not something not something I can do anything with, but this this would be very good for a wizard, I believe. I don't know if it's gonna help us. Do you know any wizard magic? Clearly. Absolutely. All right, so one wizard's hat, and she kind of pushes it down and folds the cloth back up okay. on it and hands it back to you. Well, I'm not um, a wizard. She takes the second one and starts unrolling it, and You're you know how you have, like, if you rolled something around, a, like, a uh, so that something along the skin, uh, you rolled cloth around, you kind of pull up on the cloth knowledge. and kind of let it tumble in your hand till this... Um, this chunk of wood that is finely carved it's all inlaid like with different yeah. woods in the handle and everything and as it comes out to the tip of it it switches from like a deep mahogany to like a cherry wood and has specks of like maple in it that almost represent look like fire in the end of the wand well it's a wand <laughs> yes it, it very clearly is as she's looking at it she realizes this and says this is a wand and if i'm not mistaken it will do something fire related judging by these designs here and you i don't know if you've seen a wand before in your lifetime but you would agree <laughs> I was gonna that say this is very clearly a wand that has something to do with fire. Um, so the hat is a hat of wizardry, and the wand is a wand of pyrotechnics. So you can add those to your inventory if you like. Yep. <laughs> 
up and down. The Grand Old Duke of York. Wand of Pyrotechnics. You can add both of those to your inventory in D&D Beyond as well. Alright, you need to get down. You wanted to climb up? No. Alright. Seconds later, he is getting down. Cat of... Aminals, they happen. And Wand of what? Wand of Fire? He wants to get out. Hold on a second. All right. And he's back. As you're sitting there identifying this stuff, food comes. Um, there's a platter brought in with some dried breads and like, it's like a, a green bread. And it smells kind of off. And I'm back little bit and two goblets of this deep deep purple wine like substance similar you think this might be what is in the other casks that room smelled much like this Um, no, do you Does ask? It smell like what the thing is? I fought? Ah, uh, this, these, these are the, um, the, 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 it's what us gnomes, um, live on. Uh, we have, uh, the, the, the mushrooms outside on the island do I, that we harvest them, before, do I and we this? make the bread from the green ones, and we make the wine yeah, from the ask. purple ones, and from the red ones, we get, uh, um, um, oil that we, we use for several different things, both burning and lubricating um, mechanisms. So, and he kind of bows before you and then just kind of stands expectantly waiting for you. Okay. It is, it, it's edible. It tastes a little um, mushroomy. Uh, it's kind of bland, honestly. The the wine is very pungent. Alright, um, so I'm going to start eating and say thank you. And not the worst thing you've ever drank. There's There's been other alcohols in this world that you have... Not good? Definitely thought were much worse than this. Uh... Do you shoo him away or say you said thank you, right? Okay, so he then he bowed and he went walking away. Then uh is he is the guard still standing there? Yep. She... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I said thank you. Okay. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna say and she uh she ate about half a I'm gonna hunk of that so bread and slammed a glass of the wine. We have everything figured out. And then laid down <laughs> in the blankets right, so that they I'm gonna, gave you. I'm gonna tell her that we should get some rest and we need to leave by first light. Okay. So you guys take a long rest so you can reset all your shiznit. Um 
at this point, two. Um, you would go to level three because you have completed this quest. All right. Time time to lay down. Yep. Take a nap. And then make sure you confirm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. At this point, I would have you level the level three, but we can it says we'll do that off. Maximum hit the stream changes. will continue with the story here. You're gonna, um, come there we go. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to like actually reset you something. Take... <laughs> Let's see. No, nope, that's not what I want. I want to go so if you are going to level three no, we can we can continue to level three it's, it's a part you. of the game right so if you click on your portrait or actually your name i should say in D, &D beyond and they'll bring a drop down you can click manage levels you see it should bring you to a screen that has rogue and then over on the right hand side it will say level and you just change it to three and you get to make a big decision here you'll see the one blue box show up which says roguish yep. archetype or you get a 404 error Oh no, you have discovered a portal to a new plane where things are not working as intended. <laughs> I just got an error. Uh, you sure you want to remove all your levels? Nope. Cancel. At the bottom of it, there should be a roguish archetype box that you should be able to open up and make a selection for. Let's go to three. No? Well, I can walk you through three. these options. I'm not sure what it's going to let me do. But... Um, it's, it, is, it is literally the one choice you got to make, and i got to look this up anyways because... Um, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reload, and if we can't, then we'll just do yep. this at a different time. Yep. So that goes, all that stuff goes up automatically. There we go. Then you have your roguish archetype that you need to choose for level three. And this is where you actually so become more to, than just uh, a rogue. You become start becoming a very specific type of rogue. Three D and this is where most classes days. take their um Good. Start settling into being something. Like this is where most characters like a lot of times when I start um any campaign i will rush through one and two and get characters to three by usually the third session just so that you are starting to be because one and two is kind of i'm doing it with us because you're new and it gets get some feet under the ground um i will do that in some campaigns if everyone's a veteran player and knows how to play i'll start at three just because it will uh 
-hmm. everyone should know kind of have a good sense of how their characters or how the game works they're kind of training levels even when you do um adventures league the wizards of the coast official sanctions story game you play one session you go to level three they give you enough experience to go to level three right away after one session so you just got to survive that first session Mm -hmm. well it's kind of all right so then we have i went whaling past this roguish archetypes all right so the first one's an arcane trickster which i don't think that's uh -huh. really fits what you are i hear that um, some rogues enhance their fine honed skills uh, of stealth and agility or, with magic or not learning tricks of enchantment and illusion these rogues include pickpockets, burglars, but also pranksters and mischief makers and a significant number of adventurers. But that's not where Aranon is, necessarily. Assassin. You focus your training on the grim art of death. Those who adhere to this archetype are diverse. Hired killers, nope. spies, bounty hunters, even specially anointed priests trained to exterminate enemies of their deity. Stealth, poison, and disguise help you eliminate oh. foes with deadly efficiency. Closer to Aranon, but not quite. An Inquisitive. As an archetypal Inquisitive, you excel at rooting out secrets, unraveling mysteries. You rely on your sharp eye for detail, but also your finely honed ability to read words and deeds of other creatures to determine their true intent. You excel at defeat, that, defeating creatures that hide among yeah. prey and hide among and prey on ordinary folk. Your mastery of lore and your keen deductions make you well equipped to expose hidden evils. Sh should I scroll down to Thief and read that one for you? Because that's honestly where I think we're headed. Um... The thief is your honed skills. You hone your skills in the larcenous arts. Mm. Burglars, bandits, cut purses, and other I'll criminals typically follow this archetype. But so do rogues who prefer to think yeah. themselves as professional treasure seekers, Otherwise... explorers, delvers, yeah. and investigators. Yep. In addition to improving your agility and stealth, you learn skills useful for delving into ancient ruins, reading unfamiliar languages, and using magic items you normally couldn't employ. That sounds like Aaron. So go ahead and select Thief, then. That may bring a couple more. Oh, I got an action error this time. Let's refresh the page. Yeah, that's me. Yep. All right. So then we arrow over to next. We don't have anything to choose in our ability scores. Yeah. Second story work. Oh, this is what you gain for when you chose Rokish Arch Arch Archetype. You gained fast hands and second story work because you chose the thief. So starting oh, fast hands, in, starting at third level, you can uh, use the bonus work. action granted by your cunning action to make a dexterity sleight of hand check. You choose this archetype. Use your thieves' tools to disarm a trap or open oh, a lock, okay. <clears throat> or take the use an object action. So you can 
Okay. Um, use your bonus action to do more than most people can at this point. Um, pickpocket someone with a sleight of hand, or or grab something off of a as a bonus action. You can do that. Um, you can use your thieves tools as a bonus action if you're in combat trying to disable a trap or something, uh, or open a lock. Um, second story work when you choose this archetype at third level, you gain the ability to climb faster than normal, and climbing no longer costs you extra movement. In addition, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by a number of feet equal to your dexterity modifier. So, typically when you climb a surface, um, it's half your speed to climb. You, you have to make the athletics check to be able to climb it, but at most you'll go half your speed. So now that you have second story work, you go your full speed vertically, as long as you make the athletics check. So that is very helpful. Um, and then in, on a running jump, typically a running jump is, I believe it's 10 feet. I'd have to look it up exactly. Um, but you get to add your dexterity modifier to that as well now. So that will get you 14 or 15 feet, 13 or 14 feet. I give that the thumbs up. So you gained both of those by becoming a thief. Nope, I don't think anything else going through would be... Nope. So that was your choices. So sometimes leveling is very easy, and then there... And being a rogue, your leveling is going like to anything. be simpler than most. Uh, if you're a wizard or something, you, you have spells to select and um, more choices to make with some of the other classes... Not that rogue is easier to play, but it's easier to level because <laughs> you you get your options and it's kind of like okay, I made this choice and here's what I can do now. Um, Ellie, she got blessed at level two, but now that she's at level three, uh, she. No, I I got I really got to do that. But she gained the spell Shield of Faith. So that will be helpful. Let me let. Yeah, I will read to you exactly what it does so you know what it Did, did you, you add her to the quest yet? Not Shield for Faith, Shield of <laughs> Faith. Shield of Faith is. It is a first level spell. It can be cast as a bonus action. Shields us. Uh, at a range of 60 feet. It lasts for 10 minutes. It requires concentration. So she needs to be maintaining concentration on it. Which means when she gets attacked, she has to roll a constitution saving throw. She has to either beat 10 or the amount of damage she took. Plus 10. Well, how does that work? Whatever's. Oh no, she has to beat the either 10. Okay. If she took damage less than 10, she needs to beat the 10 plus the damage she took. No. No. If she takes damage 
that is less than 10, she needs to roll higher than the damage she took plus 10. If she took greater than 10 damage, she just needs to beat the damage she took in order to maintain the do, concentration on the spell. Do we need to defer to the lazy dragon So what the spell chat? does is a shimmering field appears and surrounds <laughs> a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus to its AC for the duration. She, she can give you a plus two AC, or herself a plus two AC. Okay. Oh, that's what it is. Lazy dragon, coming to the rescue. It's the higher of ten or half the damage. That's what it is. Something like that. That will be helpful. I should know that, honestly. But Based I always on the number of rolls that players, it hit me so. at my armor class, that is very useful. Mm -hmm. So she now has Shield of Faith. She now has 22 hit points. Thank you, Lazy Dragon. Be helpful. Yeah. And Jeff is, oh, wait, no, she for doesn't. some ungodly She's reason, a spellcaster. She has we, we call him points. a genius for a reason. Oh. He, he remembers freaking everything. That's that's the thing with spellcasters. They don't have a lot of hit points. So there you are. You're leveled up. You wake up in the morning on a long rest. From a long rest, fully recharged and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, I think we've pretty much been to right. every single room. Do you go out in Nomad? that door right there? Sweet. So that thirty-foot cliff. All right. So it's time to. Well, I'm gonna make sure Ellie's awake. <laughs> I don't want to leave her behind. Uh, um, yeah, you can. Oh, come on. And we're gonna, yep. we're gonna. So you head back through. You get to the area with the fans. You remember? Actually, make a make an no, intelligence. No, we we are going to go back through the yeah. rooms. Um, it looks like we need to go. No, all the way you back see the fans. You know on. they're there. It's just whether or not you'll be able to stop them by see if you remember what he did. Intelligence. Five. Oh God, I'm gonna die here, aren't I? As you're kind of stumbling through it, Ellie's like, "It's right here," and she kind of moves this one rock, and there's a switch back there, and she pulls it, and the fans stop. Uh, what what is I? What am I checking? As you guys navigate through the fans, you come walking down the stairs, and you're met by a guard I who's coming across it. the bridge. And he's Five. Like, oh. It's you, and it's the guard from yesterday that you met in the um, room across the way. Um, I was just coming over to see why the fans stop. They don't Good, normally stop die. during the morning like that. So um, I will turn them back on. Uh, feel free to go. Thank you again for what you did for us. As you guys, as he walks away, he goes through the fans and he gets them going on again. You start crossing the bridge, and Ellie says to you, I gotta, I just want to pat him on the head each time I say goodbye to him. I 
<laughs> no, no, they'd be very mad nope, if I did that. I, but uh, I want to. They're so we'll, cute. They're little. Maybe we'll meet again in the future. <laughs> Probably right. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> um. So you go. You go. Uh, Don't do that. She kind of rolls her eyes at you, and fine. And you guys continue on. Uh, I also along, probably wouldn't say that to them. Um, you come around to where the wheeled con uh, the contraption runs with all the crossbow attached to it. And it's kind of hanging off kilter. It was kind of on a swivel where it could turn around and kind of sit on like a ball-like swivel. It's kind of hanging off to one side. No one's in it. There is a pile of bolts in the hallway before you even get there that you're stepping over to get get in there and you go walking in there and the gnome with the wild gray hair is asleep uh -huh. in the corner just head down on a on a workbench just snoring away <laughs> uh, make a perception check Eighteen, you see he actually does. He has a a belt on that has several pouches on it. Honestly, does he have any pouches on him? What what what's your AC? <laughs> you are suddenly grabbed uh, from 18. behind, uh, two arms around you, and you hear a whisper in your ear: "Leave his stuff alone." I'm gonna go over to him. I'm going to creep up to him. Are you going to try and fight so her, or are you going to listen to her? Uh, 14. He's, uh, he's got nothing. They have nothing. They gave us what they had. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, they aren't dealing in coin around here. They deal in mushrooms. I, I am going to... Let him be. Come on, let's go. Say, Ellie, and she kind of lets you go and starts walking towards the door. <laughs> uh, you, you, um, yeah, okay. So you guys go walking to the door, and she turns to the left, remembering where she was to head down the stairs. Or down Fine. the, the sw switchback trail to get down to the river. You win this time. Hey, plant. Cool. Fantastic. Nice. I'd like to say a uh, quick hi to Plant Lamp real quick. Uh, he's a Twitch streamer. He does so video you get to stuff. the end of the switchback and you're headed I... yes, back I to Fandolin. had a nice discussion with him the other day. Um Ellie looks at you right away and says, He also like, does D&D. &D. Can we not yeah, cross the river I here? I don't feel like DM. hiking in wet boots. Maybe. Possibly. Thank you for coming. <laughs> She's really kind of wrapping you around her finger. <laughs> Secretly, you're kind of a softie. 
or at least have a soft spot for her in your heart. Um, you notice as you get in the sunlight, the blue from her skin is completely gone. Fine. Overnighted and faded <laughs> away completely, and she looks like herself again. Yeah. I mean, secretly, I, I was thinking the aren't. same thing, but I... Yeah. Um, as you head north... She's starting to grow on me, I think. Uh, walking along the river, you eventually come to a... The, a trail that will lead back to Fandolin, which I need to find this. And your journey goes without issue as you head back down this trail for the better part of the day. Um, at one point, you do hear a roar in the distance, but it doesn't seem threatening to you. Um, like a, it's a dragon's roar, best you can tell. Far away, far away. You don't, it's not something that you are concerned about right now. Yeah, just kind of keep an eye out. And you keep an eye out to the sky. And, it's, and you don't end up seeing anything it's on the remainder of your like trip. Just the presence right. of the dragon is still known and kind of on your mind as you're making okay. your That's way back I to Fandolin. should keep an eye on. So you arrive at the edge of town. It's quite... Are you, you going to try and stop at the windmill on the way back? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Make a um, make a survival check to remember where you got off the road. Try and find her. Right. We need to we need to stop at that windmill on our way back. Twelve. Between you and Ellie. We're going to stop um, at the windmill because she said 14. to stop back because she was going to uh, You do worse. remember where you got came hooked to the road and you end up heading back to the windmill and as you approach it it is you see the door has been 12. um fixed uh it's got some new boards on there where there were the large claw marks across it um and like the ground's been leveled out again from where the battle occurred Um, you yell for her. Uh, sh there's no response when you yell for her. I'm going to yell for Addie to see, is she, do I see her mm -hmm. or is she in, in the windmill? Walking around the windmill, it actually, it looks, it looks good. It looks like the land has been tended and evened out and, um, as it, things look normal, and it looks like yeah, she's look been tending to sure everything is okay. the land and taking care of things. Like, like I said, the doors replaced and everything. What? Ah, okay, hang on! And you hear, like, 
footsteps on stairs and stuff and door you hear a latch kind of open on the door and then she pulls the door open but there's a chain that's still holding it closed and she kind of peeks out with one eye Aranon, you're back hang on and she I don't undo the bolts for the dragon. This is to keep some scrawny one like you out. <laughs> she closes the door real quick and undoes you know the chain. that chain isn't going to hold up. anything ah, well, out come in. of your window, come in. right? Come in. Hi, Ellie. That's not going to keep you? the dragon out. Ellie looks at her and says, I, I am doing well. Thank you very much, Addie. And Addie goes and she closes the door. Yeah, You're back you. for your for your stuff, aren't you? Wait right here. And you hear she kind of hobbles her way up the stairs to the top and gets up there and you hear like sliding of something and like a box falls and ah, shit! And <laughs> going through her stuff and yes. grabs up yeah. a... You, you said to stop back on our You way hear the clinking of glass and she comes... Uh, we walking down the stairs and she goes here poison careful don't eat don't drink don't touch apply to your weapon and it will it will poison your enemies so what what she has given you is uh three vials of poison Uh, it's it's just poison. It will apply the poison condition to your enemies when if you use it on your blades. I wouldn't recommend it. Any particular name to it? Or... I mean, if you want someone else to drink it and you don't care about their health, go for it. Yeah, so I'm not allowed to drink uh, the poison? These, it's going to act pretty quickly. Are you thinking of killing somebody? Um, all right, I'm gonna I may have him, misjudged him, gently Eddie, put it in my or bag. Ellie. I won't let him kill anyone with it unless they are evil. How, how fast acting is it? And even then, I'd have to have a good, good reason to, she says. And she kind of smirks at you. No. <laughs> Thank you again for taking care of the Manticore. I, I appreciate that, and I know what that put you through. I, I'm just going to sigh and shake my head and ignore her. <laughs> Um. Yeah. yeah, you notice clearly as Addie kind of arches an eyebrow yeah. behind you at Ellie <laughs> when you say that. Sometimes I do care. Um. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> is, is there anything else you would need?
well here and she right, she goes so, and over into the nope, corner and she pulls I, I open think this we're good unless there's something pack else, and goes, uh, I know I gave you one of these before but I need. do appreciate uh, what you did and she walks over and brings dragon. you a potion of healing as well you seem you two seem to need those <laughs> Well then, are you traveling, <clears throat> traveling back to Fandolin? Awesome. Right. We appreciate Just it. Just let them know I am safe. I'm in my tower. I will be fine. Yeah. yeah. And you have yeah, the letter from before, correct? Quite the swashbuckling yeah. duel. So. She. Yeah, yeah, we're on our way there right now. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying she she had written you a letter because she wouldn't actually go back yes. to Fandolin. Yeah, I picked up. So, I think I and when she when she says that, it reminds right. you that you have the letter. I, I don't think I picked up the the sheet for the windmill. I think I left it because I picked the one from Nomadar. <laughs> or at least write it on a piece of paper. But I read it. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, she wrote me the letter. She so. kind of escorts you to the door and uh, kind of waves yep. and says good luck uh watch out for the dragon it's it's yep it's I out put that in my inventory. i heard it earlier i just did <laughs> well just make sure you have good footing <laughs> Concerned about you. Yeah, she appreciates was, what you did like for her, kind of and she's away, concerned yeah, about your safety yeah, getting back. I'm, trust me. The last thing I need to do is get picked up. So you and Allie head out. Say I'm looking goodbyes. up more than I'm looking forward. Um, and work your way back towards Fandolin. Um, as you yes, are on I the will. trail north to Fandolin, I need you to make a perception check. Twenty-three, uh, in the woods to your right, you hear it before you see it, but there is a wolf that's kind of following you along the woodline. Twenty-three. You heard it first, but you do see it. You do it with a twenty-three. You damn well do see it. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> on the opposite side of the trail, there are two more. Can I see it, or I just using that twenty-three? <laughs> Still writing that. Okay. Check. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a look around. Is it alone? Have you you've stopped? I, I assume on the trail. Other... Yes. No. Are you continually walking? No. Fan freaking tastic. Uh, when you mention wolves, Ellie panics a bit and grabs her staff. Uh, we're gonna and keep, that sudden motion. We're gonna keep walking. They and I'm gonna tell Ellie all uh, make their move to, get, to move into you to be prepared. There's and we'll start next week. 
with a fight against these three wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a soft spot for her, though. You aren't going to leave her anywhere anymore, I don't think. <laughs> Damn it. It's fun. I knew I should have left her in Nomagard. This is the first session in which we didn't have death saves. Other than session one. No, I need somebody to revive me every time you try to kill me. But you're level three now. And you can climb a tree <laughs> relatively quickly. Yeah, I mean, Thanks yeah. <laughs> Quit trying to kill me. This is the first session in which to die you try to kill me. It's the first session I didn't actually fight anything. Well, <laughs> thank you for joining yeah. us, those of you that are here. Well, guess what's going to happen? Screw that. Ellie's going to fend for herself. Yeah, I'm going to jump from tree limb to tree limb like a little monkey. <laughs> We'll get get this audio stuff yeah. straight. No, hopefully. And thanks to Lazy Dragon and Plant Lab for joining us today. Hopefully, uh, you will continue to join us. Yeah. And uh, like I said, two nerds, one quest on Twitter. Uh, I'm yeah. And the only Norman thing I know that Twitter you changed was the Wildfire twelve sixty five on Twitter. And did you even change that and, setting? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. It seems to. I'm not sure because it didn't happen the last two sessions. I don't think. Because uh, when I was going through the yeah. audio, it seemed to be fine. So, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll get it straight. I, hey, everyone. I, I changed. No, I changed the USB plug. Have a good Sunday. Uh, because I had a weird Stay staticky safe. thing the first couple sessions.